Welcome, 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 welcome. You are all jerks. This is the roast of Michael Scott. Just kidding. This is the Fish and Chip Podcast. Welcome. It's Chip Daly over there. Dan Fish right here. How we doing today, Chip? Doing fine. That's kind of a weak welcome there, Dan. I was trying to mimic how he did it. He didn't uh, do it as boisterous as I normally do. So that's why I was trying to quote the office a little bit. I see. Did you recently yeah. watch that episode like in the last I month? did. I know. Okay. Probably like in the last week or two. <laughs> okay. Because you brought it up a few times now. Yeah. I've watched. I've, I've, yeah. I've seen it a couple of times. Well, <laughs> it was actually, uh, well, if you follow the Office Ladies podcast, they just covered that episode a couple of weeks oh. ago. So, and then I saw it on TV literally within a week. So, that's yes, that's where we're at. We're on Twitter at Fish and Chipod, Spotify, Anchor, Podcast, Google Machine, Amazon, most places get podcasts. All right, let's dive into it. We are five weeks into the season. What are you thinking at this point, Chip? What am I thinking? Yeah, what are you thinking? We're, we're more than a quarter of the way through now. I don't know. I'm confused by the math of this quarter of the way now with 17 games. <laughs> the math was that when your team got through the first quarter of this last week's game, they were a quarter of the way through the season. So four games and a quarter. Is every quarter of the season. <laughs> All right. Well, as a Vikings fan, I can say I'm not satisfied. I would assume so. That was the most unsatisfying win I've seen from that team. Actually, I shouldn't say that. They do it a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to always highlight the Vikings. because. Should we recap team. that game for everybody that didn't know what happened? Sure. So Minnesota's up, what, seven? Late in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. They have the ball. And they run it on third down. And Alexander Madison decides to fumble the ball, fighting for some extra yardage. Just so Detroit like gets the, that, Detroit uh, gets the ball back. Bengals game. Oh yeah, just like the Bengals game. Detroit gets the ball back. I believe they're in the red zone already, right, or close to it. And uh, they score a touchdown late, one point to tie the game. <laughs> we going for it, boys. Go for two. Successful two point conversion. I don't remember how many seconds left. Was it like 38, 36, something like that? Yeah. One point lead. Not Vikings much. chance of winning. No, it is over a minute. It's like a minute 18. Vikings percent chance of winning was 17% win percentage. After probably when they had the ball, it was probably flipped like 180 no, the, on them. The Vikings, uh, they had 37 seconds. 37 seconds. At that point, after they scored the two-point conversions, the Vikings percentage of winning was 17%. And I bet when they had the football, it was probably close to 85% chance of winning when they would have just punted it away if they didn't turn it over. Actually, yeah. so I was just looking at that. Funny that you were mentioning that. It was at 99.9% chance the Vikings win before the fumble. <laughs> <laughs> and then after Detroit scored the two-point, it was up to 82.3% that Detroit would win. Yes, that's so right. That's, so that's, that's a huge swing in just a minute. <laughs> Yep. <clears throat> Interesting play at the end of the game when then uh, DeAndre Swift scored that touchdown. He walked in so easily, you almost thought the Vikings were just letting them score the touchdown, but they admitted to the fact that they were not trying to let them score the touchdown. Anyway, long story short, the Vikings go down the field, and Greg Joseph, who missed a game-winning opportunity against Arizona in Arizona, wins it on a 54-yard field goal. Yes. Another situation uh, that played out this last weekend at the end of the game was Cleveland, who was down or was up by what, like maybe three or four 
Uh, the Chargers are going in for a touchdown potentially. Uh, if they don't uh, score the touchdown, then t- they'll be able to let time tick out and then just kick a field goal win. Because I well, it must have been like a two point game or something like that. Anyway, so the Cleveland not having timeouts and knowing that if they don't do something about it, uh, the Chargers can melt the clock down and just win. So they pulled Osnackler into the end zone. Osnackler yeah. did not want to score the touchdown. The Cleveland Browns wanted him to score the touchdown. So they literally pulled the running back into their, into the goal, into the end zone that they're defending. I've never seen, I've seen them let running backs walk in before. And a lot of times you just see a running back, like fall down or take a knee at the one. Uh-huh. No, Cleveland literally pulled him into the end zone. Yeah. I can't say I've seen that before. <laughs> Brilliant move though. Cause then Cleveland got the ball back with a chance to go down and win the game then. Yeah. Uh, or at least tie it. So, uh, great move. But however, Chargers won that game. Epic game. What did I text you? It said like forty six points scored in that in that fourth quarter or more. Uh the Chargers scored twenty six, and the Browns Them, scored fifteen. Forty one. Okay, yeah, forty one points in just the fourth <laughs> quarter. The the Chargers Chargers scored more points in the fourth quarter of that game against the Browns than the Vikings have in the last two weeks. Woo! Set of the day. Seven against the Browns. And scored 17 against the Lions. Yep. Or no, yeah, 17, right? 19. 19. There you go. Yeah. So uh same same amount of points. Chargers in the fourth quarter last week versus the Vikings against Cleveland and Detroit, collectively, eight quarters. Collectively. Did you wake up early to watch the London game? Uh I cut uh, snit. <laughs> Snit bix, snit, 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 something. I don't snip know what word. What am I looking for? <laughs> Snippets? I don't know. Snippets. There, that's the word. Thank you. <laughs> Woo! I caught snippets on the radio. That's all I got. Yeah, it was. I, uh, I just watched the fourth quarter. It's not. I mean, they just take, took the lead, though, in the fourth. Yeah, well, think, uh, right? yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll dive into that segment, too. I got a little. I got to. I got to have a conversation about that second too. So right. we'll get into that then. All right. Looking forward uh, now, after week five has been concluded, there's one undefeated team still. That is Arizona, and we are still sitting where we did last week with two defeated teams: Detroit on a heartbreaker against the Lions, Again. against the Vikings, and then Jacksonville, who got blown up. Uh, Detroit now, I believe, is tied for the most. Games lost on a last-second field goal in one season, and we're only through five weeks. It's only two. Yeah. The most times that a team has ever lost a game on a game-winning field goal in the regular season is two. Really? Like, on a last-second time-expires yeah. field goal. Wow. Like, that doesn't happen very often. Poor Lions. But the Lions have had it happen twice a season in five weeks. That is the most for one whole regular season for a last-second time-expiring field goal. I'm talking, like, you can't make it with two seconds on the clock and lose. I'm talking time expires. Kick goes through the uprights. Game over. The Lions have lost twice this year. That ties the record for most in one season like that. <laughs> so they got, uh, <laughs> what do they got left? They got 12 games to try to get one more of those. Something tells me that's going to happen. Probably. <laughs> well, Fair. they got to stay in the games long enough to have it happen. Uh-huh. 
And they weren't even like short, like, you know, 30 yard field goals. We're talking 54 and an NFL record 66, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are not chip shots to win either. Nope. Uh, four of the Lions, five losses have been one possession. Yeah. Actually, no, never mind. The Bears almost 10 points. Show three. They definitely weren't out of any game late except for the Packers. Yeah. So they're playing hard. I feel bad for them, but uh-uh. four lines. They'll get one of these. Oh, yes, they will. All right. We're looking forward to six week six now. Uh, bye week start this week. There are four teams on a bye. If you are a fan of the Falcons, the Jets, the Saints, or the 49ers, you're enjoying a week off this week. Boo! They don't need a week off. <laughs> I would say that actually all three or four of those teams probably need a week off. Yes. They need to figure some stuff out. So it's probably a well-timed bye week for, for most of those franchises. And then the biggest news from this last weekend, the 10-year contracted coach, John Gruden, <laughs> of the Las Vegas Raiders was fired. Inappropriate emails that he was sent that it were found, found out about. Do you know why it, the first email was brought up now? No. I don't know either. Like, why did I'm that guessing- resurface? I'm guessing somebody on the other side of that thread like leaked it somehow. Okay. So that was from like 2011. Yeah. That I mean, one? it was like stuff that's dating back 10 years ago. Yeah. Some of them would go all the way up to like 2017, 2018 though. Yeah. Like when he was with the Raiders or yeah. Cause this is year four of his 10 year contract. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's kind of a, uh, I mean, I like John Gruden. He was a, f- was a fun guy. But fun guy to listen to on, on Monday Night Football. Like yeah. Team smart, but I don't know. Made some bad decisions. I don't know. I don't know if he was like actually like if he actually feels that way. If he was just trying to be funny. Yeah. Uh, I feel like once is an accident, twice That's is true. a habit. Uh-huh. And as many emails that have been released. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's not an accident where you can just say, "Oh, he's just making a joke." You're right. Yeah, you should not be using some of those <clears throat> words, or or distributing distributing Definitely, the content that was yeah. being distributed. Yep, and one of them was with the uh, Washington football teams. Was it their owner or old GM or something? I think it was GM because Snyder's been owner for a while. You're right. Yeah, GM. but like this just goes into the whole Washington. Uh, Snyder's uh, whole debacle with his yep. emails that were resurfacing what a year and a half ago, and basically he tried to cover it up. But oh, we're going to change the name, so I'm going to do something good for a change, and that'll cover up all the bad things that I did. Whereas I was calling for him to have to sell the team, and I was probably one of the only people that did that. <laughs> whatever. Yes, whatever. <laughs> Poor anyway, Raiders. I I'm going to make a PSA right now. If you don't know what that means, it's a public service announcement. If you have a job that makes you a boatload of money and you want to keep said job, you cannot risk even a text message. Yeah. Nonetheless, an email, uh, an IM, nothing, nothing. Probably shouldn't even say anything in person. Nothing should be risked of you making an inappropriate comment. Even if with the people that you might trust the most, uh-huh. like an assistant coach that you feel like you might trust the most, that is like one of your best friends, because that 
that stuff doesn't get erased. Like if a person all of a sudden wants revenge on you in 10 years, all they have to do is just turn in something stupid that you said 10 years ago. And it's not going to be looked at in the context of, Oh, 10 years ago, it was actually, you know, not that bad to say something like this, but now that culture has changed over 10 years, no, you're going to be, you're going to be viewed with the scope of how things are viewed now, not what it was back in the day. Yeah. So you can't, you, you just can't risk anything anymore in our society, or you're going to lose your job. If you have a high profile job like this, I think the only time the 10 year rule, not rule, but 10 year look back would actually be a factor is if it's like a 13 or younger person, like a, 12 year old saying something yeah maybe yeah but even then there's there's been a lot of like college football players that have something derogatory that they tweeted when they were 14 15 years old yes and they i mean it's still a big deal and people talk about it like draft statuses get affected by that stuff so i mean Mm -hmm. if you want to have a high profile job you just cannot risk saying anything derogatory or demeaning of anybody else or society's incorrectness anything societally incorrect you cannot say anything even in person because when it comes down to it if there's rumors flying about you even if it's a he said she said you're probably going to get fired if there's enough people coming forward about something like this (sighs) unless you're deshaun watson well even him look (laughs) at how much money he's losing this year right he's not getting game checks he's still on the roster though well yeah but i mean just look (laughs) at the money he's losing though yeah, because he's not getting paid when he's not there. Yeah, I know, but and who knows if he'll ever play again? I mean, this this whole thing could turn into, you know, if he doesn't play this whole season, will teams even take a shot on him if he was a free agent, or if Houston would ever decide to trade him, or will the league shut him down? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, you just you just can't risk anything anymore. Yeah, I inappropriate. Like even to your best friend, you cannot say or do anything like that puts anybody like derogatorily wrong of a statement. Like you could always have that turn on you. So like, you just got to keep your, in, keep your thoughts internal. If you got like something you, bad Dan, to say, don't send say me, it. Dan sends me risky stuff all the time. Risque. Risque. Risky. Risque. Yeah. I send you so many gifts of macaroni and cheese when Mac <laughs> Jones scores touchdowns. I mean, that is so derogatory. I've but, taken I mean, so many screenshots. If those texts ever come out, I am going to lose my job You're on the done. podcast. I'm done. <laughs> Clarice is going to take back over for me. <laughs> All right. That's my public service announcement. If you want to keep your job, don't say anything wrong. Remember the golden rule, people. Do on others as you want others to do on you. If you don't want people saying crap about you, don't say crap about other people. Concurred. Would you like to talk some stats? Let's Trans- do it. Let's get on Trans- a positive note. I, I, I vented. I got on my soapbox for a little while there and got an exhale. So I'm good. All right. So we are a quarter of the way, a little over a quarter of the way through the season. So we thought we'd look at some of the leaders. I was looking at the stats before we recorded. Dan has not seen them. So I'm going to. Yeah, I, I, I really, I can tell you, honestly, I have not like looked at the NFL stat page. I've looked at a couple individual stats when I've been worried about or like intrigued, intrigued by it, but I have not like looked at overall stats from the league at all i hardly know everybody's record (laughs) before we get into stats you know i always rip lamar jackson for being a bad passer oh boy i can i can see where this is going Mm, well so on monday night that huge comeback when they had he set the record for highest completion percentage while throwing for over 400 yards 
So, wow. you know, I'm not right. <laughs> but from what I was watching in the th- first two, three quarters, Lewis Riddick had a whole lot of things to say about how bad of a passer he was. Oh, yeah. He was really off. But then he did his little Superman run from the bathroom thing again. Not actually, <laughs> but felt like it. I think he completed 86% or something. Wow. Yeah, 86.1. 442 yards. That was a record. So, yeah, no, he's not that bad of a passer. <laughs> he completed 86% for the game or in the comeback? In the game. Wow. He had six incompletions on 43 attempts. And yeah, those, every one of those incompletions, I feel like Lewis just ripped him. Like, oh, you yeah. got to throw it in front of the numbers there. Probably three or four of those, yeah, were in the first quarter or first half. Yeah, wow. And his average throw was 10 yards, so he wasn't just doing little dump-offs. That was impressive. He's proved me wrong. Good good job, Lamar. Yeah. All right, stats. We mentioned stats. this before, but whatever. I mean, I guess before we recorded. All right, you, you'll have the answer, but who's leading the league in passing yards right now? Ooh, yards? Yeah. Hmm. Not the old guy, is it? Mm. <laughs> I don't know if he's leading yards for sure. Yeah, he's got to be, huh? He uh, is. Yeah, well, I just yeah. know that he is. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I suppose he is. I mean, they don't Brady. have a run game, so yeah. Tom probably. Brady leading the league in passing yards. 1,767. Ah. Derek Carr was until the last two games when he's come back to reality, I guess. Garbage. <laughs> come on, Derek. Don't do this to me. All right, what about passing touchdowns? Uh, Tom Brick. Well, hang, hang on. Tom had the record after week three, or the lead after week three. I believe Mahomes passed him in week four, but I believe Tom just jumped back over him this week. Uh, no, Mahomes still has it. 16, mm. 16 for Mahomes, 15 for Tom. Dak did Prescott? Tom not have a touchdown in the Rams game? Uh, he did not have one in the New England game, I think. Oh, New England game. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. 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 He had five against Atlanta and five against Miami Oof, this past week. And then four in the first game, one against the Rams, zero against New England. Let's see. What other stats can I throw in here? Do you want to, let's see. Quarterback rating and passer rating. You want to do those or nah? Uh, quarterback rating, I think, is Russell Wilson this season. Mm. But I don't know if that changed this last week when he got hurt. Probably did. Okay, because he was leading it, I believe. But now it's probably Mahomes. It is Mahomes. Yeah, but he's also got the best. This is the one out of 100. Oh, this is QBR. Oh, okay, yeah. Passer rating, though, I think was Russell this last week. Yeah, Russell's still leading that. Tyrod Taylor's number two in that one. Wow. <laughs> Three games started? Two. Two and a half? Uh-huh. Well, it's just games played, too. Oh, one and a half <laughs> games he played? And then QBR, <laughs> Matt Stafford is number two. Right, All right. Some Russian. Do you know who's leading the league in Russian yards right now? It'd be Derrick Henry. It is. He Second has... Place, Nick Chubb. <laughs> You're right, yeah. Derrick Henry is the only guy that has over 100 rushing attempts, and he's at 142. <laughs> he's going to get like 500 carries this year. 
I saw a stat of like uh, from Alabama this last weekend said like the most rushing attempts in a season or in in a game, I think. And Derrick Henry had like the top five <laughs> and they were all in one year and they were all in one season because <laughs> he'd get like 35 to 40 rushes a game. All right, let's just say he keeps his pace up. If, and I, I'm just multiplying the 142 by three and a half. It's probably not right, but that'd be 497 carries. 3.75, maybe that's the number. 532 carries. What? Why are you multiplying by three? It'd be multiplied by like three. three. 2.9, 2.8. He's played five games. He's played five games, so it's going to go but that's two more a sets over of five. a quarter. Yeah, two more sets of five would be 15 games there, Chip. Oh, you're right. So if you multiply it by three, it'd be like 3.6, I guess. Yeah, see, that's what I was doing. You're right, you're right, you're right. Sorry, sorry. Blew up. Yeah, it'd be around 500 carries. I don't, most running backs never get over like 300 anymore. Like, that's a lot. Anymore, yeah. I mean, back in the day, I think when DeMarco Murray was just like a workhorse down in uh, in Dallas, he pushed like 400, I think, yeah. one season. Holy cow. If Derek makes it through the season, man, it's going to be like, he's going to like 3,000 yards. <laughs> well, yeah, he should. I mean, he's going to get plenty of opportunity. Well, yeah, right, right. Nick, Nick Chubb Nick a second that. with 523. Did I even say how many yards Nick Der- or Derek Henry has? No, but he's probably like 700. 640. Okay. Nick Chubb is averaging a yard. 1.3 yards more per carry, though. Those are the only two averaging over 100 yards a game. Wow, I didn't even know Nick Chubb was averaging. Uh, I suppose he had a couple of big weeks because I didn't think that he had a good game against Minnesota. So, Yeah, I mean, it was actually, I think, quietly pretty good. I suppose. Okay, next stat, or are we done? Yeah, Nick Chubb had an even 100 yards against Minnesota. Oh, wow, feel like that, man. That yeah. was very quiet. I uh-huh. felt like Kareem Hunt was in the game a lot more than he was. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do you want any other rushing stats, touchdowns? Uh, I have no idea there. Might be a quarterback even. Lamar? Uh, no, but the, <laughs> the number one quarterback for rushing scores is second overall in Russian. Do you want to guess who it is? Josh Allen. No. Is it Lamar? No. Is it somebody I would never guess? Probably. Um, well, then it's not Kyler Murray. Nope. So I'm going to go with uh, somebody that's deceptively fast. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Uh, no. Similar player, though, I'd say. <laughs> Similar player. Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold. Because he had like two or three that Thursday night game. Yeah, he's got five, which is tied for second in the league with James By the way, Conner. they lost. They lost to uh, Philadelphia this last weekend, my Panthers. That one's going to hurt because I said the reg- the early part of the season is where they, could, where they could get a big lead on, you know, a wild card spot. But now losing that game really hurts. Yeah, he, Sam Darnold had three interceptions that game. Yeah, three picks. Rough. Five in the last <sighs> two games. All right, let's go to receiving. What about yards? Who's leading in yards, receiving yards? Receiving yards. Yards. Four guys are over 500. I feel like Emmanuel Sanders has had a crap ton the last couple of weeks. Uh, he has, but not enough to make that up. Yeah. Um, 26th. 
I know that going into week five, Cleveland didn't have a single guy that had more than 140 yards receiving, and that was Kareem Hunt. Wow. And um, Njoku had over 140 this last game. game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Receiving yards. uh, How about that Mike Williams guy for the Chargers? He is fifth, 471. Okay, then Devontae Adams. Yes, Devontae. There we go. First place, 579. Debo Samuel, second, 548. Wow. Cooper Cup is third, 523. Oh, yeah. Tyreek Hill is number four. Cooper Cup was just a name that always is like very, very solid. But now this year, he's literally playing at an MVP level. Yeah. So, like, you start changing our perspective on him. I I always was like, oh, yeah, he's probably a top 20 wide receiver in the league. But no, he's like top five now for sure. Yes. With Matt Safford, obviously. All right, how about receiving touchdowns? Gronk was on pace for a while. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> He's still tied for seventh. With four? Uh, four. The leader has six. He's six. All hmm, that's got to be Cooper Cup. Nope, he's in second, tied for second with five. Five? Okay. You, you guessed this guy earlier in the last round of yards. Sanders? No. No. Devontae Adams? No. Oh. Um, hmm. Well, so I guess I remember. You call him Matt Blank Blank guy. That Blank Blank guy. He said his name. That name guy. Hmm. Very common. I don't generic name. Chargers. Oh, (laughs) Mike Williams. Yes. (laughs) He's got the most TDs. Uh huh. Six. Wow. And then in second place, there are one, two, three, four, five, five guys. Cooper Cup, Dawson Knox, Buffalo tight end. Had a big last two weeks. Oh, that's right. That big touchdown this last weekend. Uh huh. DK Metcalf also has five. Marquise Brown. He could easily have eight from the Detroit game. He's the Baltimore wide receiver. He dropped two or three <laughs> in that game. He's got five. And then Jamar Chase, rookie, with five. That's gotta he, be the off- that's gonna be the offensive rookie of the year. I was right? just gonna say he's he's gonna be. Yeah. I I just I don't know any other offensive rookie that's even doing much outside uh, yeah. of quarterbacks, and the quarterbacks are not, not impressing. Great. <laughs> yeah. Like if yeah. Justin Herbert wasn't in last year's class, Justin Jefferson easily would have won it, you know. Yep. But like uh-huh. we we regard quarterbacks a little more than wide receivers when it comes to awards. So yeah, I mean, I think it's Jamar Chase's to lose now, that right? Not, yeah, not even close. I, there's no one else. I don't even know if there's a. I don't even know if Wait, like a rookie tight end or a running back. Najee even, Harris, maybe. Yeah, but he didn't do much the first four weeks. Yeah, he still hasn't. He just used. He's just used a lot. He's used a lot. I mean, Jamar Chase is getting TDs and ripping off a bunch of yards. So, yep. I mean, he's he's easily their number one threat right now, wide receiver uh-huh. wise. And they were like, "Oh, maybe we should draft up into linemen instead." We got plenty of weapons. No, not like this one. <laughs> not quite as good as this guy. <laughs> nope. Uh, do you want to do any defense things? Oh no, I gotta get the. I gotta guess who's leading the league in points from a kicking perspective, right? Uh <laughs> go with Justin Tucker. He's got the most points. Let me see if I can even find that. It's not even listed on. I'm just looking at ESPN. 
<laughs> no, I'm good. I don't even know who's, who's – just tell me who's leading the league in tackles and interceptions. Tackles? Denzel Perryman, Las Vegas linebacker, 60. Woo! Sacks, Miles Garrett with seven. And interception, if you've been following, Trayvon Diggs. Oh, yeah. He's got six in five games. He has one in there's every a, game. There's a guy that has 60 tackles already this year. Yeah. I remember like people that get a hundred is like redeemed very good. <laughs> Bobby Wagner you know? is fifty-eight. They're gonna have At, like two hundred tackles this year. There's yeah, four guys with fifty or more already. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. What say you to doing segment two? What sayeth you? Yes. All right, we'll do segment two when we get back. We got a bunch of picks, a bunch of stuff to talk about. Business podcast next. All right. Uh, since we were just talking about all those stats, why don't I always forget to, you know, this is Chip Daly, Dan Fish over there. Still the same show. There's a stat I forgot to mention when we were talking about all those stats. DeAndre Hopkins. He, this past week, passed Larry Fitzgerald for most receptions all time before turning the age of 30. I forgot. Now he's playing for the same team. Yeah. Funny. I forgot to write down how many catches that is. <laughs> But he quoted saying, <laughs> I've got to thank all 20 of my quarterbacks. Because <laughs> my name is in Houston. <laughs> I suppose. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, in Houston, he had like a new one every other week, it seemed like, for a while. Until Deshaun yeah. Watson showed up. And then even he would get hurt once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> got to thank all 20 of them. Get some AJ McCarron up in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know who else they had. What had Matt, Schwab. Matt, Matt Schwab. Matt Schwab. That's right, Matt Schwab. The Matt Schwab burger. He's still in the league. He's backing up uh, Matt Ryan right now. I can't believe that. <laughs> the, you remember the Matt Schwab burger when he was starting down in Houston? There was a restaurant that was like really close to the stadium, and I believe they had a special that said, uh, "It's the Matt Schwab burger is our special today. Pick six of your favorite topics." Wow. Top because <laughs> he was throwing like a pick six every week. <laughs> Jeez. Yep. It's a, it's a burger with, with pick six of your favorite topics. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I actually don't see him on the roster anymore. Well, he was last year. I know that. Yeah. AJ McCarron and Josh Rosen are on the roster. Oh, in Atlanta? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, AJ McCarron like, went there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only reason Matt Schaub still had a job is because he was drafted by Atlanta and probably uh, just felt like a really good fit. That's probably it. I think they got rid of him when Matt Ryan got drafted. What happened? Sounds, yeah, okay, that sounds right. All right, let's get to some fun stuff. Let's do it. Starting with the fantasy, daily fantasy sports stack of the weekend. So, last week, you know, it was all over the Dan Jones stack. <laughs> He lasted about a quarter and a half and got good one. I will say, though, I had to stack with him and Kenny Galladay between the two of them. They got me like four points. I still cashed. All my other picks were hot. (laughs) That's just so bad, though. They only got you four points. Terrible. (laughs) I had that that Tony guy on their team, though. He had 30. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that the running back? No, he's a wide receiver rookie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the fourth quarter, he threw a punch at a guy in a helmet and got ejected. <laughs> <laughs> so hot on those picks. 
Oh yeah, you got 30 points and then threw the punch, so that's fine. <laughs> All right. So looking at this week's games, there's only three again with over 50 projected points. Kansas City at Washington, 55 and a half. Los Angeles Chargers at Baltimore, 52. Dallas at New England, 51. All those are west to east. So I mean Kansas City is I guess central, but whatever. So you never know how those teams will do the other ones i want to highlight arizona at cleveland 49.5 and rams at giants 49 right now so i make these picks on wednesday like last week when i picked daniel jones it was wednesday but then by the time friday rolled around i was a lot more into the tom brady stack so i made two lines of that and that crushed so i should almost tweet out if you listen to this and say i'm switching so right now i have three that i like chargers chiefs cardinals I know. <laughs> Nothing too deep there. No deep dives. Chargers are playing Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore has some pretty good cornerbacks. And so they have good uh they're good against wide receivers. So I don't love like Mike Williams this week. And he's pretty expensive. But I do like Justin Herbert with Austin Eckler, running back, but he gets lots of catches. And Keenan Allen, just because he gets so many targets. So many. So many. And if you watch Monday Night Football, Baltimore, Mark Andrews had the biggest game of his year of his career, probably like forty fantasy points. His price went down this week because the prices came up before Monday Night Football, and Chargers rank like 29th or thirtieth or something against tight ends. So if you go with that sack of Herbert, I'd I'd run it back with Mark Andrews. I he's not. I don't think he's going to do what he just did on Monday with two touchdowns and like hundred yards. But I think he's a good option. Could you arguably flip that and just say go Lamar and Mark Andrews if Andrews is that cheap? Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that either. Especially after, I guess, Cleveland Baker didn't throw that many touchdowns, but Lamar is obviously not Baker. I but mean, yeah. Baker still had a bunch of yards, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that, that'd be an option, too. But Chargers, like Baltimore, have good cornerbacks, so I don't know if I would pick... Well, that's why you go with the tight end. Yep. Because they're going to get matched up in a linebacker once in a while. Yep. You can do the single stack there. Yeah. One, one option. Otherwise, if you go Herbert, you could look at a deep shot like Guyton or Parham, whatever. Moving on. The other one I like, the other two I like, Chiefs and Cardinals. Both those quarterbacks had rather down fantasy weeks. So I think that, I think they're going to bounce back. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, his game still wasn't that bad against the Bills. But now he's playing Washington, and their defense is awful. I don't know why they got so bad after being one of the best last year. Uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs are always so expensive, though, so it's hard to make a stack. However, Hill and Kelsey are both questionable. Tyreek Hill did not practice Wednesday. If he plays, I like pairing Tyreek Hill with Mahomes and probably Hardman. Or Josh Gordon. Yeah, I put monitor Josh Gordon this week because he actually played last week. Got one catch. He would be a very cheap option. Had a really, really uh, important pass interference penalty. Yes. (laughs) It cost the Chiefs dearly. Uh, Sure did. It really wasn't a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, Otherwise, if Hill doesn't play, then obviously I'd go Kelsey and Hardman or Josh Gordon. Then bring it back with Jeremy McLaurin, I would say, because the Chiefs cannot stop wide receivers right now. 
or Ricky Seals Jones Jr. tight end for Washington is very cheap because he's a backup. Or J.D. McKissick running back if Antonio Gibson doesn't play because I guess he has a hairline fracture in his shin. Lots of, lots of things. And to make this even more complicated, here's the third option. Kyler Murray it has worst fantasy game last week. Now he's playing Cleveland at Cleveland. Cleveland is favored somehow. By three. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland's good. It means a, it's a pick him on a neutral field is what that's that means because normally yeah. home teams get a field goal. Yep, that's right. Uh, I think Kyler will bounce back. DeAndre Hopkins, his price is creeping back up. Last week, I said buy the dip. Kind of paid off. He had a touchdown, 20 points. And then Max Williams is out. And I don't think any of the other Cardinals tight ends are really a factor. So you kind of, I don't know, just pick A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, or Rondell Moore. They're all kind of the same price. If that's the route you want to go. Otherwise, Kyler's a guy you could also just pair with one because he runs a lot. And then... Uh, the Cleveland bring it back. Maybe I'm shrugging my shoulders. Maybe Odell because Arizona's defense is weakest against wide receivers, but Kansas, or, uh, Cleveland doesn't do a whole lot with the wide receivers. Otherwise, Kareem Hunt, I'd say, because I bet it'll yeah. be high scoring again. And he's as I mentioned pick. going into this last week, Cleveland's leading receiver was Kareem Hunt at 141 yeah. yards, I believe. Yep. So uh, I would I would trust Kareem Hunt. I think that's good. I think that if Arizona scores points, Cleveland's gonna have to keep up. Uh, uh, Kareem Hunt will be in there for pass downs a lot. So yes, gonna just throw in a value pick too that I like. Cincinnati against Detroit. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Higgins. Those guys are all still relatively cheap. Even Jamar Chase, and then bring it back with DeAndre Swift because Cincinnati's weak against running backs. I like so it. I have four options this week. <laughs> I, maybe I'll tweet out on Friday and say, this is what I'm going with for sure. There it is. Fantasy stacks of the weekend. Play it. All right, let's a get to the money line. made a weird sound. Yes, money lines. <laughs> <That's wonderful. laughs> All right, let's get the money lines uh, from last week. Uh, overall, a good week for Dan Fish. Ultimately, though, on the pick of the week, very struggling. I was 4-1 and one last week. The only one I got wrong was the pick of the week. Uh, so... It brings me to 10 and 13 on the year, one and four on picks on the year for Moneyline. Uh, for the pick of the week, I should say. Um, I did win Tennessee, blew out Jacksonville. I had a minus four. Houston kept it within nine on New England. Arizona beat San Fran by more than five and a half. And Buffalo getting three points at Kansas City. I said I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think they're going to win that game anyway. That's what I said. So uh, they did that. The Jets. And they had it close. They had a chance in the fourth quarter, but they lost by more than three. They lost by touchdown. So, uh, learned my lesson from that. So it's uh, it's kind of risky betting on you know teams that are bottom sellers, yeah. but they're going to be the ones that get you the most points. So if they can just keep it within a certain point spread, you know that's uh, what I like like to go with. But probably shouldn't have gone with those Jets after their first win. <laughs> Yeah. All right, this week I only got four because that's about the only four that stuck out to me, and I probably struggled getting to four. And there's four teams not playing, so. Yeah, so it's two less games, yeah. Um, anyway, I'm going to go with the highlighted games. Is One is Thursday night, Tampa Bay is favored by seven at Philadelphia. Oh, I want to premise this by saying 14 games this week, nine of them, the road teams are favorites. Wow. That is a lot. That is a lot. Anyway, Tampa's favored by seven at Philadelphia. Philadelphia just off a big win at Car- or with Carolina. Uh, I don't think that Philadelphia is going to get the turnovers on Tom Brady that they got from mm-hmm. Sam Darnold this last weekend. So 
keeping him within seven, I, I think, is going to be tough. Tampa Bay's offense just started clicking. I'm going to stick with that. Let's, let's ride the wave. I think they're going to win the touchdown. I think it this is, is the war- this is well. Last Thursday, what was it? A nine point game, ten point, eleven point game. Yeah, uh, that was the biggest point differential on a Thursday night game all season. This one's probably going to pass that. I think it's going to be two touchdowns. Gronk is likely not going to play again, and Chris Godwin is also questionable. Which is FYI. Yeah, well, they still they got, still have a lot of options though. A lot. <laughs> they got three running backs, and they got uh, Brait and OJ Howard and. Mike Evans, Evans and, and Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown and Tyler Johnson. <laughs> Tyler Johnson. Scotty Miller's out though. Um, Houston paid me last week by staying within <laughs> nine on New England. This week they're at Indianapolis. Colts are favored by nine and a half. Indy played well this last weekend. I just don't see them blowing out teams by more than ten, like yeah. winning a game by more than ten. Uh, Davis Mills is playing better, so as long as he can play well, I think this game's within ten points, but. Uh, not necessarily. A, I'm not predicting a Texans win, but I would take yeah. Houston plus the nine and a half points. I like that. All right, Kansas City. Uh, actually, I've won the last two weeks in the Kansas City games. I had them beating Philadelphia. I believe I won that, and then they also lost this last weekend when they were favored by three and a half. I picked against them, so I've actually won picking their games the last two weeks. So I feel like I got a good grasp on what Kansas City is capable of and what they're going to do. Uh, off of a loss, I don't see them losing back-to-back games for the second time this year. They're at Washington. Yeah. You said their defense is going to be terrible. They're favored by a touchdown. I think this game, uh, the offense finally becomes a juggernaut again. I'm thinking Patrick Mahomes, four touchdowns. I'm thinking 37 to 18, something like 34 to 18 type of game, 34-20. <laughs> something in that range. Something a lot to a lot less. Something to 20 or less, something 30 or more to 20 or less. So that covers your point spread of seven points. I got Kansas City Nike minus seven. Dan's money line pick of the week. All right. I don't know how this spread is so tiny. I think it's going to get bigger and bigger as the week goes on. So pay attention to that. Green Bay is at Chicago. They are favored by only four and a half points. When I first looked at this, they were only favored by four. Now it's gone up to four and a half. Uh, it's probably spreading every hour, so as you're listening to this, it's probably even bigger. I would be all over Green Bay. Um, I just don't think Chicago can keep up with their firepower. Aaron Rodgers can win a game whenever he wants to, so as long as he goes down there, it's the Bears. It's a rival. It's a division opponent. I feel like Green Bay is going to show up ready to play, and I just don't think Chicago has what it takes to slow them down. So I would say that if Chicago has a chance to win this game, they're going to have to score. 25 plus points and i don't know if chicago can do that i know green bay is missing a lot on defense i've only scored more than 20 points once this year and i was against the lions yeah and i know uh green bay is without two of their best defenders uh jair alexander and zendaria smiths but uh i just don't see chicago with a rookie quarterback keeping up to aaron Rodgers of that so uh four and a half points i would give those i'll lay those down on line even if it's in soldier field green bay minus four and a half the uh, Packers got that uh, linebacker that you were rumored saying last week. Oh, yeah. J- Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith. Is that, yeah, is that him? Yeah, from the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, I told you by the time the, the podcast aired, it was going to be a done deal. However, he wasn't Damn doing much for... 
wasn't doing much for Dallas, so we'll see how much. Yeah. He, hopefully, his. I mean, he was he got a big contract with them, so he was good at one point. So hopefully, he can rejuvenate his career back up there. Yeah. Just for him personally, I can root for that, right? Sure, sure thing. All right, let's keep moving on with the picks. I mean, let's I'm not firing. anti-Packers. I'm not one of those Minnesota fans, so I don't care what you say. More fun to I watch. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm more of a players fan in the yeah. NFL than I am a team. Like, I don't really lock on one team. I, I like rooting for the players that I like watching, and I like rooting against players I don't like watching. Yeah, makes sense. All right, here we go. Mostly because the Vikings suck. But anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thursday night picks. This is the one bright spot of our year. There, Chip. We are both five and zero on Thursday night picks this, this year. We Week are. six. Oh, this is another point why I want to say that Philadelphia, or Philadelphia can't keep within seven. Is it's a short turnaround for them. Emotional win against Carolina. Tampa Bay blew somebody out. They want to just keep blowing teams out now. Short week. It's a Thursday night game. Tampa Bay is at Philadelphia. As I said, Tampa Bay favored by seven. I had Tampa Bay in the money line as a favorite, or as like a Highlighted pick, minus seven. So, obviously, I'm going to be going with Tampa Bay here. Me too. Shocker. Uh, shocker, yeah. Tom Brady, I guess, has a thumb injury on his throwing hand, but he's going to play, pretty sure. Yeah, so, not going to matter. Yeah. Don't worry. Blaine Gabbert got some run this last weekend. Blaine so Gabbert. He's ready to go in if need be. All right, Blaine. And then they always got tra- tra- Kyle Trashk. Trashk. Yeah, the trash, man. I say you keep pick, keep copying my picks, but we keep being right. So we're both five and zero. Yep. We got Tampa going into this week. For some reason, I already have six written down for our points. <laughs> Whatever. You get six written down for your uh, survivor pick, or what? No, for oh, our week, Thursday picks. For I, already, yeah. I already had six as our total points. Well, we're gonna be right there. I would hope so. Maybe because we're so confident now, something weird is gonna happen. No. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> right, survivor time. Yeah, I can go first. Okay. I already kind of told you mine ahead of time, but yeah, you can go. Yeah, yeah we can just keep uh, talking about the game that we've been talking about. <laughs> I got Tampa Bay this week. All right. All the reasons that I already laid out in the last two parts of the segment. Oh, by the way, I'm up to seven. I'm perfect on the air with two lifelines. You're yes. still at five with one incorrect. Yes. Hmm, I wonder if... Trying to set if I want to steal that one. I kind of like that one. Ooh. Uh, Obviously, out. if Tom Brady would not play, I would like to reserve the right to change my pick at, before kickoff. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to make my pick first. I'm going to go with the Colts. Indianapolis. They're at home. They're one and four playing the one and four Houston. I don't like they should not have the same record. The Colts are just better they've had some close losses I guess Houston has also had some close losses but I think the Colts will win so I'm picking the Colts uh, and you know what I think I'm going to do that steal a pick on the Bucks. Ooh. unless of course Tom Brady doesn't play and you switch then I'm obviously going to cancel that but you know yeah no then you're locked into then I'm locked <laughs> <laughs> you're locked into whoever I changed yeah, no. <laughs> then you probably, right. yeah, whatever. All right. Well, that would mean that we we would both use our first two lifelines of the year, and we would only have two left. So that is correct. I, I was not planning on using one this week, but I like that pick. So 
Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, we have been perfect on Thursday night, so let's keep that. This train is the going. one we're in, so. I'm going to burn and crash and burn. I'm going to go down with Tampa Bay. <laughs> yes. We didn't really I'm sure say I'm not the only our... one thinking that in Survivor Leagues. <laughs> yeah. Last week, both of our picks came down to the end. I picked Minnesota. You picked New England. New England was down like 22 to 9 at one point or something. It was 22 12. I know that. 22 12. Yeah, I think it was 9 at one point. Yeah. So maybe you before. You they... one out. I did. Yeah. I mean, my team scored to win the game a little bit sooner than yours did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little time left on the clock that I had to worry about, but yours has time expired. Oh, yeah. I was fully prepared to lose again. Although my game was tied going to that last field goal that they have with like 11 seconds left. So, yeah. a little less worry there. Macaroni um, Jones, just the creamy mac and cheese. The creamiest Oozy, oozing cheese of mac and cheese. Macaroni Jones. All right, we'll be back one week from now. Fish and Podcast. We're on Twitter at Fish and Pod, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Machine, Amazon, most of the podcasts. I am Dan Fish alongside Chip Daly over there. Uh, remember, um, uh, yep, don't pay attention to my money lines. That's what I wanted to say. Just a remember PSA there. I forgot. And also remember my PSA uh, <laughs> don't send stupid stuff over emails. Lesson of the week. Thanks for listening out there. Stay sweet, universe. Stay sweet. <laughs>